Yo, dick, what? Come on, what? What? Give me the fortune, keep the fame, said my man Lewis I agreed, know what he mean, because we lived the truest lie I asked him why we follow the law of the bluest eye He looked at me, he thought about it, was like I'm clueless Why? The question was rhetorical, the answer is horrible Our morals are out of place, I got a lot full of sorrow And so tomorrow coming later than usual Waiting on someone to pity us While we find the beauty in the hideous They say money's the root of all evil, but I can't tell, you know what I mean Pesos, Frank shams, carry shells, dollar bills Or is it the mind state that's ill, creating crime rates to Feel the new prisons they build Over money and religion There's more blood that spills The wounds of slaves and cotton fields That never heal What's the deal? A lot of cats who buy records Are straight broke But my language universal They be reciting my quotes While R&B singers hit bad notes We rock the boat of thought That my man Lewis Statements just provoke Caught up in conversations Of our personal worth Brought up through endangered species Status on the planet Earth Survival tactics means Busting gaps to prove you hard Your firearms are too short To box with God Without faith All of that is illusion Raise my son, no vindication of manhood necessary Not strong, only aggressive Not free, we only licensed Not compassionate, only polite Now who the nicest? Not good, but we'll behave Chasing after death so we could call ourselves brave Still living like mental slaves Hiding like thieves in the night from life Illusions of oasis making you look twice Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World Presents, the I Am Not Dave Wrestling Podcast. And like always, I got my man Manny here. What's going on, good sir? What's going on, my brother? Yo, you threw me a changeup. You threw me a curveball, bro. I was expecting to guess who's biz at. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I was hungry for our guys, and you threw me the you threw me the changeup on me. I, I'm not complaining, but yeah. you know it bees like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. The guess who biz at just gets me in that mood, though. But hey, I, I never knock some. Uh, I never knock some Tyler Quali. Yeah, I um just wanted to change it up a bit. It's been a minute since we have done this. Yeah, um, it's a new year. Yeah, and because basically it's because of me, ladies and gentlemen. I, I wanted to really come back energized for 2022 and really talk about some things. And I guess we should jump right into the elephant in the room and let's talk about Cody. Oh, your favorite your favorite subject in wrestling, right? Hey, let's talk about Cody. <laughs> like Yeah, we can't hold on. Before we do though, man, hey, I know I know it's been you know, I know we did our last show in uh, December and we were, you know, we said we would come back right around the first of the year. So, you know, a little, a little, a little couple of weeks late, but, you know, we're back. That's the most important thing. So to, thank you for everybody that's been waiting. That's been, you know, getting at us about when, you know, when we go drop another episode or whatever. Um, you know, sometimes life gets, life gets in, life gets in the way sometimes. So, you know, but, you know, bear with us. Yes. Bear with us. And I, I'm, I'm in follow that because of the last episode, we really got some traction with it and I should, we should, I should have kept up with it and I just wasn't in the mood to nitpick with certain subjects. And I really wanted to come back with some fat, with some meat, with a lot of things going I on. I nobody really checking for wrestling on January 4th. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it's really right after the rumble when it starts like really picking up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so we, less it's a month. Whatever. Sue me. We, we got February. So <laughs> we will be pushing them out more. But yeah, Cody, man, uh, people know my feelings about Cody. Um, I'm, I haven't been shy about my feelings about Cody. Um, and if you don't know, if you've been under a rock or if you haven't been paying attention to wrestling news, which I'm sure you have if you're listening to this, yeah, Cody decided to, um, well, I, from what they're saying, it's mutual that, you know, AEW and Cody Rose are party ways. Uh, how you feel about it, man? Man, it's a story that's got a lot of layers to it. Uh, yeah, obviously, we, we had heard the rumors, uh, you know, going back to last fall, you know, there was, there was a little scutterbug going about how, you know, it may not be all peaches and roses with, with AEW when it comes to Cody Rhodes and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And obviously the contract situation was coming to a head. And I think he's been working without a contract for the last two months, right? Yeah. Before his exit. You know, so he's basically working. Allegedly. You know, allegedly, right? Yeah, Whatever. If you if you are to believe reports, he was working without a contract for essentially the last couple months um, and the last year and then obviously into this into the new year or whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I it's crazy because I'm – I'm surprised, but I'm also not shocked as my wife's work phone is going. Hold on, let me hold on. Mm-hmm. No, like I'm saying, I, I was saying, um, I'm not shocked. I, I'm not surprised and I'm not shocked. I mean, I guess I'm a little surprised, but I'm not shocked, if that makes sense. You All know right. what I mean? Like, because obviously I, you had you had heard the scutterbug and you had heard the rumors or whatever. So obviously where there's some smoke, there's some fire. So 
yeah, that that's kind of how that's that was my initial reaction to it. And then obviously when you know you start listening to the Dave Meltzer's and the Wades and the Solid Monsters and basically the whole wrestling community essentially, and 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 start doing your your analysis of the situation. Um, apparently, this was something that was going to come to a head. You know, you know as it did essentially. So um, yeah, so it's it's big news, man. It's a big shift in the wrestling landscape. You know, so it's, it's a huge. It's it's a huge deal because you got really one of the one of the guys that has been most out in front, kind of waving the AEW flag since the inception, since the beginning, really, and um, you know potentially that person now you know leaving the company and jumping ship is is a huge you know it's it's listen nothing will ever be Lex Luthor or Lex Luger Lex Luthor Lex Luger showing up uh, on the first episode of Monday Night Raw to kind of officially launch that Monday Night War nothing will ever top that. But, you know, for modern times, this might be like, you know, something similar, if you get what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I do. I think I'm of the thinking after listening to some of uh, Kenny Omega's interview uh, over the weekend. I'm almost like where he's at. And like he said, if leaving AEW, going somewhere else or doing whatever you want to do makes you happy. God bless. Do that. Like, there's no reason for you to be miserable if you're not happy there. That's the first thing. Like, because <laughs> no matter, and I've always told people this about wrestling. Wrestling wrestling is a con, right? Mm-hmm. We all know yeah. that. Wrestling, you know, they, they, it's a con. So while it was all great to see Cody, like, oh, I'm going to do A, B, C, and D. Uh, you know, it's AEW. I'm going against Vince. And A, B, C, and D, and now the rumors, if you want to believe, allegedly he's going to show up in WWE. And what Kenny said was, that was just strange to me. And it is strange. Because I leaving is cool, great, absolutely. Don't stay somewhere if you're not happy, bro. I tell anybody that, even at your 9 to 5, anybody listening to this, if you're not happy at your 9 to 5, thug it out and find something better. But the question or the remains is, but you go back to the place that you were originally unhappy with and from all rumors and news and all that stuff that you want to believe, it's worse than it was within when you left. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to go back to that situation or back in that atmosphere? Fine. It may be good for the first two, three months. Maybe they do have plans for you. Maybe they gas, you know, gaslight them. Hey, we're going to do A, B, C, and D with you. And, and maybe it's cool. And he's like, all right, maybe I can do this. Maybe it's money. I don't know. Maybe it's, hey, I want to, maybe it's, I want to go so that I can get some of my daddy's shit back. True. I mean, listen, I I always, it always, I mean, I'm not directing this towards you or even Kenny Omega because I haven't listened to the interview, but, you know, just in general, just like the wrestling consensus in general. Like, at the end of the day, look, guys talk shit, guys speak their minds people get angry when they leave wwe or whatever whatever but at the end of the day everybody knows at, even at its worst wwe is still wwe the allure of wwe the allure of of being at that big stage still being at the at the mountaintop of the business is still an allure for some people you know what i mean even even the motherfuckers that, that dog it that talk shit about it that complain about their push or whatever even the people that have left in the worst circumstances you know it's still it's still wwe you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's still WWE. So there's always going to be that that pull. There's always going to be that allure. I'm with you that it is. I think to the, I think there is an element of surprise. Like, damn, really? Cody would, would go back to WWE? But I always kind of felt like Cody, I think Cody always felt like he had unfinished business with WWE. Like his his gripe with WWE was me. It never felt like he he didn't it felt like to me like he was not a wwe guy in the sense of like he wasn't the guy that they typically push or or whatever like he wasn't like like the antithesis of like everything that wwe is against it was more so of like why didn't you see this in me i'm a third generation superstar or a second generation superstar i am a you know good looking guy you know let's be honest white physique you know all the things that they look for in their wwe superstar and it was always like damn why didn't y'all see that in me 
why didn't y'all like so it always felt like a jilted lover complex with, with Cody you know what I'm saying like he felt like yo I, I was everything that y'all claimed to look for carbon carbon copy which y'all look for or whatever and y'all still like shitted on me you know what I mean so it, it always felt like with him like it always was like that jilted lover whatever like where it always felt like if he got the opportunity to kind of right that wrong he would do it. So it's not surprising for me from that perspective that he would go back because I think he does really feel like, yo, I could have been more in this company. I could have done more in this company and y'all shitted on me. I had to go out, leave, do the indies, do New Japan, do whatever, build my own shit, prove to y'all that I'm that guy and now I'm going to come back and show y'all. Now, whether that happens or not, whatever, remains to be seen. Listen, um, listen. You know I, I'm going to say this right now. If your, name is, if your name is not Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, knock it off. <laughs> like, not, oh, be, oh, Becky Lynch. <laughs> and knock you know it what? Off. You're not wrong for that. You're, you're, not, you're not wrong for that, right? And I even believe you. And I'm kind of which, I'm mostly which you, right? But you know how these dudes are, man. They got egos. I get, it, I get it, but what, you know, I, 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 I'm not speaking for myself. I'm speaking for Vince McMahon. That's who he pushing right now: Brock, yeah. Roman, Becky, and uh, and uh, uh, um, uh, damn, I can't think of her name. The MMA, um, Ronda Rousey. Ronda, yeah, yeah, and then you get to your Charlotte's, Sasha's, you know. And then you got the, you know, right. you got different levels of people that they you got, but you know, Brock is like Brock and Roman are like number one, one A, one B, however you want to put yeah. them right now. Right. And I just think Cody. This is what I think happened. I think there was a miscommunication. I'm not even a miscommission. There was a um, a detour in the vision of AEW from both from all parties. Like, okay, and from you know, from if you listen to the Omega interview, he's kind of more like, yeah, myself and the Bucks had a vision, and then Cody had a vision. And I think what you're seeing right now in AEW is more of what Cody, not excuse me, what um, Omega and the Bucks were looking at mm-hmm. with Tony Khan being the driving force behind it. Like, I think Tony Khan, Tony Khan leans more to that and Cody leans to a little more of something else. More, more like, because you even hear, if you remember hearing old interviews, and I remember when they would just like, he would do those like little interviews after a Ring of Honor show on YouTube. And Cody would say, you know, yeah, like, the Buck style is not really for me, but it's their thing, and you know, and, and, you know, he would always kind of like. But, but that's that's to more to my point. Like Cody was never brought up in that environment. Like Cody's a W. Like everybody has this this image because of Dustin and because of Dusty, right? Right. You know that Cody is like this, for all intents and purposes, indie rific internet darling like no cody grew up in the system he grew up in the farm system right i i'm with you i'm just trying to give what i'm saying is i think those are the things that for me from what i see i i you 100 right he was like a wwe guy who had to leave and like basically interject himself in the independent scene in New Japan to show to show WWE like no I'm about this and you know start our own company with and learn the independent way true learn it. you know what I'm saying yeah yeah like I, I you 100% right behind it I just think there was a you know he's seeing all these different talents come in and it's like yeah this ain't this ain't for me bro like cause like now you got your punks now you got your Daniel Bryan since now you know Daniel Bryan now you got like Keith Lee like it's changing so much from when their original vision was was like yeah you were you were good for that initial run of AEW he served his purpose true he served his purpose. and now it's turned to something else and he may he may know he don't fit that may be another thing where they both say you know what I don't fit anymore my character is pretty much fucked maybe it's just time for me to go do something else and that could possibly be it but it's I, I, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm also with you too it's not surprising it's just strange is the word. I, I, I like the word that he used because it's like, buddy, you were like in front, in the front line, WWE this, WWE that. And from from Omega's interview, myself and the Bucks did not want it to be a WWE versus AEW thing. That was Cody's thing. Because, because, but again, it's like because he's a jilted lover. I get it. I know where you're coming from. I'm just to everybody that's going to listen to this that it's kind of like trying because there's still people trying to like basically psychoanalyze like this decision, right? Right. 
and again, nothing's been announced yet. There's a lot of rumors, but as of as as of we recording this today, Monday, you know, nothing's official yet that he's going to WWE, right? right. But you know, everybody's trying to psychoanalyze his decision, right? And and like the thing is, it's like if you read between the lines, if you know who Cody is, if you know Cody's background, if you know his DNA, where he came up in the business. Yes, granted, he's he's the son of Dusty Rhodes, but he's essentially been a WWE product <laughs> from the beginning. Right. So wait a minute before you go there. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. You had to go back a couple of months. Now you go had to go back at least two or three months. Remember what I told you, and I said it. Cody latched on to the independence. Hey, when he left, I think he said it was Kevin Steen who told him, "Yo, the Bucks are cool dudes." Blah blah blah. He linked up with them and just rolled it. He he rocked it out. He rolled it with them. Like it was like I'm with these guys that for now. I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm with y'all for now. And I said that. And now, like, what you're saying is, like, he was a jilted lover, which the more and more you say it, you you might not be wrong on this. You might be hitting it right on the head. It was like, let me go. It's almost like that Drake shit. Oh, you didn't want me back in the day, but now look at me. Now I'm the shit. Exactly. Back then, you didn't want me. Now I'm hot hoes all over me. Like, it's that same mindset. Like, it, like, listen, to me, it always felt like Cody, the Bucks, Kenny was a marriage of convenience. I'm, and I'm not saying, like, there wasn't a relationship or a friendship or a passion, because I think they all have a passion for wrestling, right? Like, I think they all have a vision and a passion for wrestling and what wrestling should be and what wrestling at its highest level is and should be, right? right. So I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think there was miscommunication on that front. I just think, but the key is everybody has a vision for what wrestling should be. Mm-hmm. Cody has a vision that is different than, you know, obviously with the with the Bucks, with Kenny, and even Tony Khan has shown their vision. And it doesn't mean one is right, one is wrong, one is oh no whatever. no like, no yeah yeah you know what I'm saying it's just it's just a difference of opinion and I think Cody probably I think Cody's a smart dude. Regardless of what you may think of him or whatever, Cody's a smart guy. He, he knows. Is. He, he he knows how to read the room. <laughs> Jokes aside, he knows how to read the room, and I think he <laughs> knew like yo. I, I think he knew like the writing was on the wall. He, his power was slowly diminishing. His vision was slowly not being. Oh, you know, it was slowly. Yeah, it was. You know, I think it was, it was out the door. I think it, it was, did, Yeah, there. it was out the door. Yeah. Right. So he just knew like yo. Let me. Let me just exit gracefully, you know, and, you know, try something else. And then I think the other element of this is also, again, the jilted lover complex. It always felt with him like he was hurt by WWE because he was like, yo, I'm a second generation. Like, I have the Rhodes fucking name. I'm, you know, I'm good looking. I'm young. I came up in the system. I have a vision for wrestling that is, like, similar you know, more or less. I think he leans more his his a lot of stuff that his dad did. I think, right? Personally, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Plus, I mean, listen, WWE. It's obvious they never saw him at that level. No, and I think that that's what hurt him more than anything. It's mm-hmm. like, yo, I have everything that y'all want from me, and I've done everything that y'all wanted from me. And let and listen, like I'm I'm more of a Cody fan than you have than you are because I've always I always saw something in that guy. I always thought that that guy could have been more. And it always frustrated me when WWE and the and, and the thing that endeared me to Cody was that everything they gave that dude, he hit a home run with everything. Everything they asked him to do, even the most ridiculous, shittiest of even he even made Stardust work. You know what I'm saying? For us. I mean, I don't. To, I just want. I wasn't. I wasn't a Cody diehard. You know what I mean? Like I appreciate everything he did in the ring. Like I appreciate all the wrestlers what they do in the ring because I couldn't do it. That's not you know. Right. Right. So, but I just wasn't like a big. Uh, Cody. Oh, and I, I, I get it. Yeah, but you weren't. And, he, and I know a lot of people that weren't. It, it, I felt like I was always banging the drum for Cody. And then it's like a lot of people jumped on the Cody bandwagon when it became all elite and all in. And then oh, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And everybody jumped yeah. on that bandwagon and, 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 because they. And that brings you to your point, too, where he was reading the room like, oh, AEW, I could do something else. These fans really feeling me right now. Until. Right. His vision started coming out. You get what I'm saying? Once yeah, his yeah, yeah. vision started playing <laughs> yeah. out, people were like, oh, what the fuck? And the response that he got, I think he was thrown back. 
I think he was honestly thrown back by some of the stuff that he was, you know, uh, putting out there on TV. Like, they're not cheering me? Like, wait a minute. Like, and it's not egg in your face. It's just that thing of maybe for right now, my time is up here. Yeah. I mean, listen, he served his purpose. He served his purpose. Cody was the great spokesperson because Grady's, you know, great on the camera. He's great in the media. He, he can talk you know, that shit. Yeah. Talk that shit. He's smart. He, you know, he's got a lot of strong qualities, especially for an up and coming promotion like AEW. Like he was as important to the launch of that company as anybody else. Like I, I will go out on a limb and say AEW is not in the position that it is today without Cody Rhodes. That that is absolute facts. Think what you want to think about him. And again, some of it I agree with, some I, some of it I disagree with. But Cody was instrumental in the launch of that company. That's fair. And and he, they would not be where they're at today. If it wasn't for Cody Rhodes. Now, that doesn't mean that everything he did was perfect. That doesn't mean that everything he said, <laughs> we all know it's not, wasn't perfect. <laughs> right. But, you know, at the end of the day, the dude was instrumental in getting that company launched. And I think, listen, it was, a, it was a, it was a, it was a relationship of convenience. Like the fans latched on to Cody because he was, he was with their guys. He, he was, was with one of their guys yeah. because he was a symbol of everything. Cause they latched onto him and used him as a vessel for like this. See, you even got a WWE guy through and through and they shitted on him. So see, he's our savior. He can be the, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. latched onto him because it was a marriage of convenience. But then of course, when, when the shit started to come to, you know, realization and to fruition, it's like, Oh shit, we're not really rocking with this like that. You know what I mean? It, or, oh, wow. It's almost that thing when the relationship, when you know it's over, but ain't nobody said that yet, but you just, you know, Cody was like looking like, Oh, I know it's over, but. And finally, you know, they had that talk and you know, talk came and it was like, let's just leave. Let's, let's, you know, we don't have to bash each other. It's just something that's yeah, not working out. Yeah, let's end amicably, you know. And I, th- and I think for the most part, I think it's ended amicably. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think anybody's, like, beefing like that. No. I think everybody just feels like, you know. Yeah, it's because, it's, 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 like I said, it was dope. What Kenny said, Kenny was like, look, me and Cody, are professionally, we had a great relationship. Outside of the ring, we never went out and had a drink or anything like that. Just, to speak, you know, they didn't, they weren't friends like that. But he wants him to be happy. If leaving, doing whatever you want to do outside of here makes you happy, then do it. That's that's the that's the name of the game. Like do what you enjoy. And I'm glad he said that because you know a lot of people, a lot of people gonna pinpoint a lot of stuff in that interview and run with it. But that was the most right. important thing that he wanted that man just to be happy. Like and how could you not? That's for anybody. Like, yo, you know, if you happy, if you love it, I like if you like it, I love it. You know what I'm saying? If you love it, I am excited for you. Like, do what you do, partner. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's no there's no hate in anybody's blood towards that man or what he did. And I'm sure it's the same his way to them. I mean, I, yeah, of course people are hurt. You yeah. Know, maybe he feels like he did, he didn't get the true appreciation that he probably should have gotten for a guy that, that put the work in for AEW to get it off the ground. He probably feels like, damn, like y'all, you know, y'all use me to get the shit, get the shit through the door. And then once, once the shit was through the door, it was like, all right, well, right we, we, you served your purpose. He probably <laughs> feels that way. No, he you can't. He can't. You know why he can't possibly feel that way? He had three TV title reigns. You had probably more TV time than anybody. Yeah. Cause the bucks were out a lot as far as the original, you know, four or five with Jericho. <laughs> he had, you know, he got, a, he got a lot of time. And it was just that thing of, I think, like I said, a lot of damage was done by his way of, some of the things that he tried didn't work on screen and it was a lot of pushback behind it and i think as he got more aggressive with it like no no it's gonna work it's gonna work it's gonna pay off just look at the anthony agogo you know situation and how that you know it's like it was just a lot of things that were and it just kept snowpiling and then the whole thing with brandy you know he's an extension to her she's an extension to him so it was just like it's getting messy and then it got to the point where people were like oh god a Cody thing and then people got annoyed I'm glad he got to leave out in the bang like with that ladder match showing like no nah, I can yeah. do this like I'm right. really out here I can I can hang so that was dope right. uh, do you do you see do you believe Cody rides out in the wind and just says he's done with wrestling or do you really feel like he signed with WWE no I think he signs with WWE I think I think he, I mean cause like A he's still young He's, you know, he's still young. like, what are you, what the fuck are you going to go do? Like, what are you, what are you going to do? You know, Didn't he so, say something like he was, he thought about politics. I felt like I heard him say that one time before. Yeah. I've heard about that. Like politics or whatever. I, listen, like a guy like Cody, man, wrestling's in your DNA. You know what I'm saying? Wrestling's in your DNA. He's a wrestler. Like he, you know, maybe he's a different type of wrestler than, 
you know, your Adam Coles of the world or whatever. But <laughs> at the end of the day, he, he's still a wrestler. He's a wrestler through and through. And I think Cody loves wrestling. I think he, and again, I think, I think he still feels like there's unfinished business in WWE for him. I think he still wants to go back there to show people that like, y'all got me fucked up. Like I'm, I want to prove to y'all that I'm the one that got away. Whether again, whether it works, whether it succeeds, whether he's fucking cur- curtain jerking in two years, like beyond that, I think he feels that. Right. So I think he, I think he doesn't retire. I think he does WWE. I think he tries it out. I think he, because I think he would be one of those guys that's always going to kick himself. Like, damn, I want, I, I at least wanted to go back to finish that deal, finish the business or whatever, finish whatever I didn't get a chance to do. So I think he's going to go back. And again, we can debate about whether it's going to work or not. WrestleMania season. Does he, does he come back for WrestleMania? Have a big WrestleMania match? Post WrestleMania. Post. I think, yeah, I think post, I think I would not be surprised to see him the Monday night raw after, uh, you know, after WrestleMania or the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Can I, I, can I, I ain't gonna hold you. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something seriously too. We're recording this Monday. I would not be surprised to see him tonight. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things. It could, it could, it could, it could very well. He could come out tonight, cut a promo. I just, for me, if if I'm Cody, what makes the biggest impact coming back during WrestleMania season? That's already looking kind of crowded already. Can I? Whoa! You know what? You know what the key thing reason for me saying that is Bobby Lashley being out for four months. True. True. And and like right now, Raw, I don't know where you're going. That's, Raw, that's I mean, why I said I can see him coming yeah, out tonight. True. Yeah, true. Damn, that's a good point. You're right. I didn't even think of the Lashley injury. You're right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, now that you bring that up, you know, that makes sense. I, I'm saying from this perspective of like what's the biggest impact for me, right? Come in during a WrestleMania season where it's crowded, where you already talked about it. Who's getting the most attention? Ronda. Yeah, Ronda, you Brock. Know, you know, Becky, they, they, Brock and usual suspects. The usual suspects throw in a little, you know, Bianca Belair and, and and Becky and, you know, whatever celebrity, you know, does an appearance or whatever. Your bad bunny, Johnny Knoxville. Other than that, like those are the ones getting the most attention. To me, though, you come out post WrestleMania, you know, you, you, you do the free agency thing. Well, who's he going to be with? SmackDown, Raw. Like, I think that's more of an impact. But now that you bring up the Bobby Lashley injury, that's a huge, huge yeah, I, I didn't think of that, so I give you that. Um, yeah, I think the Bobby Lashley thing definitely does kind of open the door for him to come in and step right in and be that guy, especially on Raw, because Raw desperately needs it. I mean, outside of like Seth Rollins and AJ Styles Edge or whatever, I, I don't, you know, maybe he could come out and confront, you know, Seth. That that's that that that's a that's a nice WrestleMania match to set up right then and there. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right, yo. But listen, I just want to go back to Cody because I think Cody is a very fascinating individual, man. I think he's a very fascinating character. And I think that Cody is, is the perfect example. Sometimes, it, you know, I'll use the sports analysis, obviously, me just being the, the sports podcaster or whatever. But, you know, you ever notice how I'm in, in all sports, right? The, the great athlete sometimes struggles being the GM, being the coach. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a time... It's a thing that's been proven over time, right? Like Michael Jordan, greatest, and I'm not saying Cody's Michael Jordan. I'm just follow me with the analogy. But sometimes, like you, you saw Michael Jordan struggle, has struggled as a GM and now an owner, right? Right. But he's the greatest basketball player of all time. You know, a lot of great coaches struggle to be GMs. A lot of great players struggle being coaches and GM, you know. So sometimes, just because you got a great wrestling mind, doesn't necessarily mean you can be the leader of a company or your vision is applicable for the face and a vision of a company. I think Cody's the perfect example of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I do believe that too. I think it was a thing of where Cody, you will, I hate this. I'm not going to speak for Cody. I don't want to speak for any wrestler. That's, but I feel like, or if I could have the conversation with him, I would ask him, did he just feel like he could make anybody? Because that's what him almost felt like he was doing where he said, you know what? I could take the young guys coming in and make them more after we finish these programs. And it didn't quite work out that way for various reasons. It's not just all on Cody, but I felt like that's the avenue they were going with him. I felt like that's the thing they were doing with him. Cause if you know, he knows he was working with a lot of young guys, especially right. in that, um, uh, his little 
um, wrestling training thing. I forgot the name of it right, right now. Right. But I don't know, man. Like I, I, hey, this is wrestling. We could all be getting worked. As my friend said, he said, what if this is all a big work and, you know, they setting up something super big? I said, you could, you could possibly be right. This is wrestling. So we don't know yeah, for sure. And maybe, you know, maybe he has had contact with WWE. Maybe nothing's been signed. I don't know. We just don't know until we see. And listen, to WWE, I mean, it's smart business for them because they weaken their competitor. Again, regardless of what you think about Cody, regardless of what you think about AEW, whatever, you know, getting getting Cody Rose for WWE is a big get because, hey, that, that directly weakens your competition. That direct that's the first real major defection from AEW to WWE. And now WWE can, you know. And I also think that like I wouldn't be so quick to rule it out as it working for Cody's perspective, because look, like WWE, the the, the, the one of the many successes of, of AEW has been that they have shown that they are a legitimate threat. I wouldn't even say number two. I think they're one A, one WWE's one. AEW's 1A. A legitimate threat to WWE. Now WWE can't be on this bullshit where, oh, we're just going to sign this guy and then bury him and cater. Like, guys are watching now. Like, yo, I'm going to see how they... If you're a Wardlow, right? And your contract's coming up in a couple, you know, a year or so. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If if your contract's coming up in two years, I'm peeping what's going on in Stanford, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch how y'all motherfuckers is treating Cody, cause well, not even the not even the Cody thing. It's just a, it's wrestling. General, and, and I just think yeah, it's it's this is the thing that happened, you know, during our younger heyday when we was watching wrestling, where people were just bouncing, people were just moving when they wanted to go. You had people right. jump to WCW. You had that leverage. Yeah, you and then, that leverage. and now we're starting to somewhat come back with this because Omega said, "Hey, my contract is up next year." Is over. I would have to renegotiate again to you know sign back with AEW. Who's not to say WWE ain't gonna swoop in with a bigger contract they wanted to offer this time? Like you just don't know, and you may have you you may have you no. You're absolutely gonna have more defections. It's nowhere nowhere around that. Other people, wherever they may end up, some people may end up on. And it's good for the business. It's good for the business, right? Oh, absolutely. It's good for the business to have that. Like now, you have two legitimate legitimate companies competing for talent and it's a, and that only does better for ta- for the wrestling business as a whole it does better for talent it does better for pay it does better for getting guys more leverage in the industry it, it, it's, it's totally better and i think guys are i think definitely guys are going to look at all all performers and how they're treated but i think especially like if you're an aew guy and you see a defection from one of your aew guys going to wwe i think you're going to look at that and be like all right i'm gonna peep how they treating him same thing with wwe guys looking at aew like yo I'm a peep how you, you know, because again, you know, we could treat, oh, this guy's going to be used in AEW, but AEW's a, AEW's a packed building right now. Like, there's a lot of talent over there. So I think if you're a WWE guy, I think you got to almost kind of start looking too. Like, and I think Kevin Owens did that. I'm like, because I think Kevin Owens, for his greatness, I think he looked at it like, yo, these motherfuckers got Punk, Brian, Cole, Pay. Like, where the fuck do I fit in? You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be the big fish. Or a, a one of the big fishes in a little pond, than you know, be in a crowded field in AEW. You know, well, listen again. The thing I don't about- want to speak for Kevin Owens. I don't want to speak for Cody Rhodes. We don't know these individuals. They don't know me from 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 a, from a hole in the wall. I'm just I'm just theorizing. You know what I mean? I think the thing about it also too is that a lot of people, when you're looking at that situation, you're forgetting like. A lot of contracts are up this year. It's just people. If you noticed the the first crop of people, that first initial crop of people you saw in AEW, just look at the TV. When was the last time they were on TV? Like their contracts are up this year, and I think with this the, the way this year is going and the way next year will be going, you're just gonna see a lot of people go away and you know do whatever whoever they sign with and work. And I think it's gonna become more of a normal transition of you just noticing people not there no more. And do they still work for them? And you know, you're going to start questioning like, damn, I ain't seen so-and-so in a minute. Yeah, and, I ain't seen this one in a long Yeah. Yeah. Because that's why, that's why you get a Keith Lee now. Cause it's like, Oh, a, B and C D going now. Oh yeah. We got money to get Keith Lee. Let's get him over here. So it's just, the cream is definitely going to rise to the top. That's one thing you, especially for the in ring talent. Um, because for what weeks we had the, I had to go on Twitter and see, 
Uh, yeah, I don't know what he's doing with Adam Cole. He's doing comedy, blah, blah, blah. Now, look. But the, he's about the main event of pay-per-view with uh, 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 Hangman for the title. And it was always that thing of, no, guys, relax. They're telling the story. They're not going to jump to Cole getting the title shot right then and there. But I know a lot of that was from, you know, people who enjoyed him in NXT and were kind of hurt that he signed with AEW or felt a certain type of way. But guys, right, they're bro- trying to build a narrative like, yeah. see, he left and they're treating him. Yeah, oh, he should. He should. Work, he right? should have been a manager. He should have did it. Look how they treating him. He lost a. He lost. <laughs> he lost a uh, Orange Cassidy. I'm just like losing the Orange Cassidy in a lights out match. Is what? What are you talking about? That was the Cole game. is made. Cole is made. Like Cole. Cole is one of those guys that could get his heat back. Literally the next show with a promo, with a deed, whatever. You know Which what I mean? he so did. Like, and that's exactly what happened, right? So, yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's just wrestling. The wrestling audience in 2022 they just want everything right now like it's 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 the it's the instant gratification like yeah. you know and listen i'm a part of that too because I, I feel like i feel like aw dropped the ball with with with, with kenny and and brian like i think that you knew that kenny wasn't right physically i don't know why you don't hold off on that exchange until well you know right. what i think that was more the the more hearing about his injuries and and how things are playing out, I, I think that was more of a thing of let's give the fans that match because it's possible we don't have this match. It could be a thing of Omega never you know never physically never gets comes back. back. Yeah, right. yeah. So let's he get- leaves or whatever. Like you know, it's so yeah, I I get it. And listen, being a booker is hard, bro. <laughs> like I, I feel like sometimes as wrestling fans and and media people, whatever, we 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 think like, oh, it's easy. You know, anybody can do it. Like this shit is hard. It's hard because I mean, when you, you had know, what? What was it? A group of five? Tony Bucks? They were all pretty much booking the show to nail one. Yeah, it's not easy. It's and, not easy. And, and I can just imagine him, you know, still going to those guys for advice or whatever it may be, and asking questions because you know you do have a lot of older wrestlers there that can probably help him or Jr. or whoever. Like, I'm sure he's getting help with this, but he's the one man doing it by himself. Like, it's not. It's not a thing of. Well, I want ABC and you have to, he's actually to his credit now have stories going on. You got to map this shit out and you got to figure it out. And I think that's one dope thing about AEW is that they try to at least some things now, now recently, they try not to hop around too much as much as they can. Of course you got your YouTube shows, which it seems like they've been doing a good job of distant, distancing, distance that away from the main Dynamite and Thunder show. You know, they'll bring it up about as far as like rankings or uh, wins and losses, but they kind of like shifted away from trying to add that too because that's a lot because a lot of people don't watch it, but a lot of people do watch it. So it's kind of like that thing of, yeah, let's just let this be over here until we need it for something. Absolutely. And that's how it should be, you know? And again, I'm like, yo, this is a, this is a young company. Like, you know, I, I think like, you know, listen, when we all started watching wrestling, WWE had already been around for 30 years. You're right. Yeah. So it's like, look how, look at the advantage they have. Why do you think they number one? It's, it's right. reasons behind this. Legacy advantage, right? Like WWE has been around since the you know 50s, 60s. You know what I mean? But that don't, yeah. you know, what? but also too. So people, you know, that don't also give them the right to be lazy either. And I'm not no, saying they no, are lazy. No, no, no. But it's, right, it's right. that thing of, oh, you know, we, you know, you, you do an Al Bundy. Well, back in the day, we right. used to. No, you're supposed to always try to reinvent, be better. And reinvent hey, and get better, right? You know, but as far like, as you know, money and all that stuff, they, they are outstanding. You can't talk right. about how much money, you know, they brought in and books and all that stuff. They doing it right. But more, I, we, me and myself, me and Manny, I talk about is more of like that in-ring product where the product was, you know, for a while, you know, people. WWE was that spot where you won't fucking with them like in the 90s. Like that attitude ever that that uh creatively, creatively speaking, yeah. Yeah, creatively, you know. And I get it. Like you had a lot of things going on. Um, the ruthless aggression. You had all these different errors, and then it kind of like slipped off to no, we're just gonna be passive with certain stuff and you know, teach his own. We, it, it is what it is. You know, you do, wrestling has that downtime, so it happens, yeah. but now you have this outstanding roster of talent. You just have this all these riches, and it's like yeah, use them. Use them while you got them. Yeah, use them while you got them. And, like, you know, listen, you try certain things. You throw things against the wall. You see what sticks. And if it doesn't work, don't be afraid to pivot. And, and 
you know, I, I give I give AEW credit because at least they're willing to try some things. Yeah, try they absolutely things. do. That. Yeah, if this shit doesn't work. You know, they're they're not they're not afraid to pivot and just be like, yo, you know what, didn't work. Let's go somewhere else. So hey, you know spe- speaking of 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 AEW, let's let no, well, well, I'll save that. Let me go to WWE. So what did you think? Um, did you enjoy the Rumble? No, I thought the Rumble was just ass like i hated wow the the event as a whole i did not enjoy it minus the i mean listen it hurts me because the world was probably one of my favorite events in the wrestling calendar yeah same as me outside of wrestlemania it's most people most people would say that as far as wwe events for rumble i know people that like the rumble more than even like wrestlemania like that's how fun the rumble can be at its best Mm -hmm. um you know so i i love the rumble i've always loved the rumble it's my favorite pay-per-view of the year when it's done right, when it's when you get the rumble right, it's an amazing show. It can be an amazing show. I hated this year's rumble. I thought this was probably the worst Royal Rumble event ever. What? Ever. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm I'm dead ass, bro. Like the entire show just it didn't work for me. Outside of the Roman and Seth match, and that was just fun. Everything else just didn't work for me. The two rumbles were trash. The women's rumble was okay. It wasn't horrible. It was the best match out of the two, obviously. The men's Royal Rumble is the worst Royal Rumble I've ever seen. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm sure there's some... uh, Listen, and I go... And I've seen every single Rumble. And yes, stylistically, you know, the 88 Rumble when you got a bunch of lumberers out there, stylistically probably wasn't great. But I'm just... I'm Listen, the Rumble was a new concept in 1988. I'm talking about 2000... uh, we've, We've long established the concept of the Rumble. And this is what you give me? This shitty ass... Like, I mean, just stylistically, it was bad. From a storyline perspective, it was bad. I mean, you got Bad Bunny in there. Yeah, Bad Bunny. And some of your main roster guys were put in work. What? you got Bad shady. Bunny said he put in the work, too. You know what I mean. Like, you know, <laughs> Shane McMahon out here. Like, like, listen, I heard somebody say this, like, supposedly Shane McMahon was fired because none of his ideas were. <laughs> yeah, they said he was wilding out in the I'm back. Like, Yo, what ideas did they turn down? Because, nigga, like, Shane McMahon got. From what, I, for, for what I read, the Rumble was supposed to be a Brock show. And he wanted some shine, too, for whatever reason. I think because. The uh, he was supposed to be going against Bobby for WrestleMania. That was the plan. So wasn't it Seth? Wasn't it Seth or whatever? That was the I was the plan. I heard that he was supposed to be going against Seth. Well, that's what I was saying. You want your dirt sheets? You never know what the yeah, last thing. Who knows? But I read that was supposed to be his big match that he was going against Bobby. So he wanted some spots and whatever, whatever. And he was trying to he was trying to use that I'm I'm on McMahon shit backstage. If Vince got tired of that shit, it was like, bro, go home. Just bro, go, go home. home. Yeah, you tripping, bro. You, you wilding for real. For real. <laughs> Just go but, home. But the point is, like, they still gave Shane McMahon a lot in that run. Yeah, Maybe I mean, they always give Shane a lot. They That's always the, do. Yeah, but, like this shit was ridiculous. Like, you know, the, the elimination of Kevin Owens. Like, there's just, I mean, just really just bad decisions in that run. Like, listen, I hated the Rumble. I, oh I my god! It. I can't believe you hated it. I and I'm not saying it, I'm not saying say I love the Rumble, but I had bro. enjoyment with the Rumble. I hated that show, bro. but it was something. It, it's something that I need to talk about about the Rumble, and I, I talked about this with Shahid. The number one issue that I have is if you watch the Women's Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. you're banking on too many older acts now. Yes. Yes, that is a huge problem. It's what happened to the women's revolution? It's fine. No, I, and and this is this is a little bit different. What I'm saying, it's fine if you want to bring three to four. I say that'd be a max. Probably four is the max, right? But you have all this talent in NXT that why not bring them up for a rumble to get tossed out? Like because eventually, as you saw with Ivory. These women ain't gonna be getting thrown over the top rope. Mm. And let me tell you something, Ivory is a goddamn gorgeous at 60 years old. But that's another yeah, subject. Yeah, she, 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 yeah, that woman has lived the charm. She life is there. living her best life and aging like fine. Credit wine. to her, man. Credit to her. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. But 
You get what I'm saying? You can't. These yeah. acts shouldn't be banked on every year to year now. Yes. If you want to bring Melina back, cool. If you want to bring Mickey back, that was dope. All right, two or three more, the Bellas, and then call it like put a put a cap on it because it's just like then you're going to have to continuously do this every year, every year, every year, every year, every because year. You're you know not what I'm developing a roster. And listen, I don't. I actually think it's a good decision that they're keeping NXT and the main roster separate. I think that was one of the failings of NXT. The original incarnation of NXT. But that's bullshit, though. Because they just had Waller. Waller was on Raw before the Rumble. And then somebody told me just recently Ciampa was on Rumble. So, like, come on. you Come on. Is it Uchi Wally? Is it One Mike? Which one is it? Right, right. No, I, I agree with you. If you're going to do that, either be consistent with it. Either you have involvement from NXT talent, or if you're going to keep the NXT ecosystem separate, I'm cool with that. But you got to be consistent. Either it's separate all the time. You don't pick and choose. Or when you have an emergency need, that's when you dip into NXT. No, 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 no. Like, you got to you gotta be consistent with that. Yeah. Obviously, it's WWE and they're never consistent with anything, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel you. Listen, if the, if, the, if, the, if the mindset is we're keeping the NXT ecosystem separate, then I am not mad at that. If the mindset is that this shit is all the same ecosystem, the same world and whatever, then do that. But this kind of weird in between where we kind of don't really know what NXT is or what it's gonna be like, and it just, it's just, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Listen, I'm with you 100% on the women. I think, I mean, you take out all the legacy acts from the women's Royal Rumble. What is what is that Rumble? That's a that was a that would have been what maybe 10, 15 at most. Yeah, acts. somewhere around it because it was a lot of a lot a lot of older acts. And that's why I hated. That's why I just I just felt like the Rumble just had no like again the women's Rumble was the best of the two Rumbles, but I don't think that's even saying much. I think most people accepted that was the 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 exact result like that. But see, I don't I don't I don't I'm I guess what I'm missing is your problem with the men's Rumble. The men's rumble just had, had no life. You had no surprises. Like one of the fun things about the rumble is that you get to see those surprise cameos. And again, cameos, not like, oh, we're bringing back Vader and Vader's going to win the rumble. No, I'm talking about like cameos. Like, oh shit, I haven't seen this motherfucker in a while. Like, oh shit, wow, that's cool. Like your, your Booker T's coming back a few years ago. Your Diesel's coming. Like those things. You didn't see that. Even just fun. Yeah, you moments. know why you don't see those things? I can tell you exactly why you don't see those things. Because... WWE is not in the in, not in that game no more of making acts over acts over acts over acts. You get what I'm saying? Like because what I'm basically nah, saying this is part of the Rumble, man. That's that's the charm of the Rumble. And no, again, you missing it. You missing it. You missing it. You missing me. Listen, a lot of those acts that you're talking about are what big names. Where were their big names at? During that um during that era of the Attitude Era, WCW, WWF, right? Now you those acts are starting to get older, right? So they're 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 kind of aging out of. I ain't gonna be doing that shit. Nah, fuck that. Then now who are you gonna bring in now? Kurt Angle. Okay, but even if you don't do that, even if you do that, okay. And I'm and, and I'm okay. I'm willing to I'm willing to meet you where you're at as far as what you're saying. Okay, cool. Even if you don't include any of that, which was pretty much they did, just tell a better story. Like they did tell a story. And the problem yeah, it, it, it wasn't a great story. Like I, the, I didn't think it was a great story. Like the problem know, with the like, story was everybody knew what was about to happen. That was the problem with the with the even, story. Even that, because again, yeah, you're right. Everybody knew that the Brock thing was gonna happen, right? But if that like to me, even that could have been done better. You could have told a better story with even just the Brock thing. Like sometimes predictable isn't bad. Look, like, have, have Brock come out at number one and just go through yes. everyone. At least mix it up. Like, everybody's got this, oh, it's too predictable. Like, predictable isn't bad. Like, motherfucker, we, we, the Batman's coming out in a couple weeks, right? <laughs> everybody's seen the Batman movie before, right? Like, everybody knows Batman's going to go through some shit. He's going to fight some fucking bad guys. And at the end of the day, Batman's somewhat going to triumph, right? That shit is predictable, but it's the story, how we get there, the setup. That's what makes it entertaining, right? It's the same thing with this. It's like everybody in them, everybody who's watched wrestling for five minutes knows that Brock Lesnar was going to win that match, right? But set it up better. Tell a better story. Have Brock enter at number one and then get taken out of the match. Have wrestlers gang up and say, no, nah, fuck that. We're not having Brock. And, and write him out as getting injured. And then he could, like, you could have done so many things better, but you didn't. Set up some matches for Mania. Like, yo, have a, have a confrontation. 
with with Edge and AJ Styles. Supposedly that's a rumor. Edge and AJ Styles. Like we didn't see Edge in the Rumble. I know he had a long ass match with the Miz for reasons. Like right before the Rumble, but. You could have had Edge in the Rumble as a sentimental favorite again. Like, oh, shit, maybe Edge is going to win it. And this time, do the deed and fight. You know what I mean? Whatever. And then have AJ. Like, have do just set up storylines. The be- the greatest Rumbles set up not only storylines for Mania, but just in general, have character developments and things of that nature. Like, they didn't have any of that. It was just guys going out there. Like, if you, if you again, take what you believe from the dirt sheets. Like, there was, there was rumors that motherfuckers didn't even know what numbers they were coming out. <laughs> It felt that way, bro. It felt like the rumble. Like it felt like motherfuckers just were all standing by by the gorilla position and was like, "All right, well, you go next. You go next." Like, so I, they I, would draw. I, they would draw our plays in the sand. They would just draw <laughs> plays as it went, bro. I, I, bro, I hated that rumble. Hated. I loathed it. Like matter of fact, if that rumble was outside in my front yard, I'd draw the blinds. That's how bad that fucking rumble was. Wow. Draw the blinds. Wouldn't even pay attention to it. I call the cops. Hey, you got 30 motherfuckers outside my house. Arrest all these motherfuckers. Like, that's how bad this show was. Like, I hated that Rumble, bro, because it just had no life, no creativity, no nothing. It just was just guys going out there, doing a bunch of moves, no real stories being told, no moments being had. It just, it, yeah, I don't know. And listen, I'm not knocking you if you liked it. I'm not knocking anybody in the audience that liked it. I, I just think I had more, watch something different. I had more fun with it. Also, I was drinking too, so that could have been also a thing too. So I think I, listen, I, I was watching it. I was watching it with my son and my little, and my and my nephew. And obviously, you know, you, you, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah. watching it through their lens sometimes too. But it's like even they were like, oh. This is kind of boy. That's what told. That's what told me this wasn't shit. When they were like, uh, "Well, kids boring. don't lie. <laughs> kids do not lie. If they don't like something, so, they will let you know." They were kind of like, eh, eh, "This is kind of boring." <laughs> yeah, I definitely um, I, maybe I had too much, but I just enjoyed it. I mean, I just enjoyed Brock coming out there fucking up shit. So I knew yeah. it was gonna happen. I was waiting for it. Better. I just think you could have done that better. I mean, even if you're gonna make it the Brock Rumble. Just have him come. Like you could have just executed that better. I don't know. I just you know. So are you are, are you cool with the uh, title versus title um, way they going? Seem like they're going for WrestleMania. Uh, cool with it. I mean, listen. If you're, I don't think the match needed the title versus title. Yeah, me. I don't think it, but if you're going to do it, I'm fine with it. Like it is what it is. I I kind of want to see a unification. Me personally, I feel like. Well, you know, one of my buddies said something interesting about it. He said, you notice they just keep saying title versus title, not winner take all. Right, right, right. So what, you think a, a screwy finish? or uh, I, Maybe a draw, maybe a double DQ, um, possibly. Because it feels like that whoever wins is just going to be like, okay, here. Then go have your tournament for this title. Yeah, true. To me, I, I kind of in this format because I mean we still I, technically we still have a draft for, uh, a a a, dra- a brand extension essentially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we still have that yeah. maybe I think. Um, so like title for titles in a brand extension eras really make no sense to me because are you going to have Roman on two shows? Right. Um, so if you if you're not committed to having Roman on two shows, then having two titles on him it always feels. Cl- if if you're not committed to ending the brand extension, doing title for title matches always feel clunky because again it's like you're you're kind of not going all the way with it either. I don't believe in title for titles either. You either you have unifications or you just keep it. And we would do do and we would, and also we would do we should be doing it across the board with the women. Right. right. So if it was really a thing of okay, let's just let's right. knock this goofy shit off and have one right. title. Um, right, I, and I think I think the brand now that they've cut so many goddamn wrestlers and they've gotten to a point where they have a, you know, whatever a, a solid state of rest of of a roster, I feel like there's no need for the brand extension anymore. I feel like they should just have. Ooh, you ready for it to be over with? Cut I, I've been ready for it to be over. Uh, to me, to me, the brand extension never worked because you were never committed to having again two different ecosystems. To me, if you have a Raw and a SmackDown roster and a brand, you keep those brands separate. You keep those brands different and you commit to that. But if you're never willing to do that, then what's the point of it? Yeah, I think the issue with that is going to be the networks because Fox going to be like, the fuck you going to do what? <laughs> but, I, but I would think the networks would be happy with ending the brand extension because that opens both shows to having more of the roster. So now if you're now if you're now if you're USA, if you're NBC, you're like, oh, shit, we get 
Roman every Monday night? Oh, hell yeah. Sign me yeah, up. Yeah, but that, that's, the, that's the reason for it. Because that's why Fox was so uh, like, wait True. a minute. Yeah, you know, Fox was like, oh, we got Roman. So we Gucci. Like, we good. We we feeling this. Now, if you tell him, oh, you're taking the title off him and, you know, that's not your showcase guy. It's going to be Brock. And they'll probably still be happy. But what happens when it ain't Brock no more? Or what happens when it ain't Roman no more? And those that exclusive, being exclusive wrestlers for, yeah, yeah I don't, you know. That's all paperwork that's above me. Right. No, I feel you. Um, listen, I mean, to get into you, you said you don't want to talk around. I, nigga, I never want to speak for network executives. <laughs> God only knows what the hell they think when it comes to wrestling. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, listen, I, I that's my, my own personal thing. I, I've always wanted the brand accession to, to end. I, I think, it's you know, when it ended back in the day, it should have ended back in the day and kept it that way. I, I get why they brought it back. But now, now more than ever, it should be gone with. Like to me, have Roman be the be the champion, have him on both shows, and just end it. Have a roster where they're on both shows, and and listen, I get the benefits of having two different brands, I, you know, because it, it does open the roster up to have a little bit more opportunities. But yeah, I, I just think to me, it's it's just it's better when you have one champion each division, each you know, what I mean, it's just better. It feels better. That's traditional for me. And having two champions, two mid card championships, two tag teams, and I just yeah, that's just me. But as far as but to original to your original point, I, I'm whatever with it. If they want to do a title for title match, fine. If you want to do it just for the universal championship, fine. It the match didn't need the extra caveat. Um, yeah, I think you. Did, I think they did a wonderful job of setting up so much. You didn't even need all of that, like bells and right, whistles. That's what I'm saying. Like the original storyline as is, it just feels like big. We could have ran with. Yeah, you know, you didn't need the title. Plus, to me, you you take off another marquee match from the Mania card because now it's like, well, you don't really have anything headlining Raw from a from a from a from a WWE title perspective. So unless it's gonna be uh, Becky's match that. You know, um, closes the show for what Saturday yeah, night? Becky's, Becky's, you know, besides the women's championship. Oh shit! Yeah, they do. Because if it's Becky and um uh, Bianca, that's gonna be dope. Them closing out the night uh, Saturday night. True. Yeah. I mean, I guess they got that, and I guess they felt like it, well, either way, if we kept the title on Bobby, you know, was that was that match going to be bigger than whatever Becky and and um. Bianca, yeah, Bianca we're doing, and that the answer to that is probably no. So we gotta um, run that back. I, I got a question. I got a question for you. What's up? Um, do you think Ronda Rousey's match choice was the right choice? No, but I understand why they did it because if you want to believe the dirt sheets, because we don't know, we don't have the inside. She's gonna next year. She's gonna do Becky. So she's it's gonna be one by one. Starting you know, doing another three way. She's taking them out one by one. But I would think I would have enjoyed seeing her going against Becky again first. But I understand if you know it's a you know two year deal and yeah yeah. So I, I, I again if you're if you are to take the dirt sheets seriously, um, then I get it. I I still think Becky should have been the match this year, especially because right. that. That to me is even that gives it more validation why you turn Becky heel is like okay you are essentially setting it up for when Ronda returned and having Becky be that asshole and you know finally getting her comeuppance when it comes to and that doesn't mean you shortchange Bianca because you could have just had Bianca say yo I want to challenge Charlotte like I want to go over to SmackDown and beat the bitch beat this bitch up like whatever like you could have still had Bianca have something significant had a great match with Charlotte I think. I think it made more sense narratively to have Becky with Rhonda than Charlotte. To me, the Charlotte thing feels forced now, right now, as currently constituted. Um, but hey, I it's, 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 it's definitely it's definitely that, and it's definitely also less 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 fix what we fucked up at SummerSlam. True, true. I, I think they prioritize like I think what makes everybody happy, you know, and I think they picked that. Yeah, a, a, a closing shot of Bianca winning um, the title again at um, WrestleMania. Yeah, for the second time. Right. Yeah, right, uh, right. this time the Raw title. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down to see that, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure a lot of people are, especially that look like us. True. Yeah. True. But listen, I mean, it's Mania season, so as long as they again, it may seem predictable, but as long as they do something, as long as the journey to get there is fun. And that's what makes it cool, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what makes it 
that's what makes it. Everybody knew the fucking Avengers were going to defeat Thanos at the end of Endgame, but the journey to get there. Yeah. The, gotta take your bumps off. and bruises and you know right gotta the the, the 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 initial high the coming down to you know you know getting knocked back down and then getting up everybody everybody fucking knew that rocky was gonna win most of his fights in rocky right but right. at the end of the day it was the story to get there that's what makes it fun and it's the same thing with wrestling shit is predictable yes but predictable isn't always bad it's just the story of how you get there so you know all right let's close it out with this because i feel like this is a high note to close it out on uh, if 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 things are to be believed, you think we getting mm-hmm. Austin Austin back at WrestleMania for a match? I just I don't see it, man. I, listen, first and foremost, listen, Stone Cold is my favorite wrestler of all time. So if he does come back, motherfucker, I'll be I, it'll transport me back to being fucking 12, 13 again. That glass shatters in Texas. I'll be fucking lit. Take that out of it. I just I can't I, until I see it. I won't believe it. Until I see an angle, until I see a contract signed on the dotted line that this motherfucker is going to have a match, I just don't see it. Um, and again, I don't want to think for any wrestler. Like you said, you're, you're spot on. I don't want to think for nobody. I think Stone Cold still feels like he probably still has. And I think Stone Cold's got to be seeing like Edge came back, you know, after a serious neck injury, probably even a more debilitating injury than even Steve Austin, right? Like, you got Edge coming back. You got CM Punk coming back after all these years. You got, you know, Daniel Bryan, his comeback a few years ago. Like, all these comebacks, guys making boatloads of money. I think if you're awesome, you're like, well, shit, you know, I can come back too, motherfucker. Like, I'm, you know. So, I think there's, and then there was always that itch, obviously, if you're a wrestler of, like, hey, what's one more match look like? I mean... Against a, against a world-renowned, respected worker like Kevin Owens, it's not like he's coming back to fucking fight, you know, Mad Cat Moss. You know what I'm saying? He I mean, just them two, like, okay, do what you do, Owens, and Austin, you do what you do on the microphone. That's, I, I, yes, I want to see that. that. That's my, yeah, I mean, listen, would I like to see it? Would I mark out to see it? Absolutely. Do I think it's going to happen? I think more so you're going to get Austin hosting WrestleMania. Like he's the host of WrestleMania and he'll get physically involved in the two nights. More of a fight. Right. But I don't, I don't see, I don't see a match. I just don't see it again. If I'm wrong, pull the tape. I I have no problem coming back next month. Our WrestleMania previews and say, yo, I was wrong, but and predictions and and say I was wrong, but uh, I, I just don't see it happen again until I see, until I see Austin in the ring. With the BMF vest and the black boots and the black trunks, <laughs> yeah, you know what? More than more, I think about it. You saying that I can see more of a fight than a match. Yeah, but yeah, just still having him there at WrestleMania being physical, I think that would just send people into the moon. Um, yeah, we can close it out there because. I feel like that's a good high note to close out on. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter. You can also, if you want to follow manual Manny on uh, Twitter, you can follow him at, at the manual Brown. Yes, sir. Uh, and also, if you want to hear any of our shows, you can go to Jeff versus the world podcast.com. Find all my shows. there: hood classics. I'm not Dave wrestling podcast and bad meaning bad, bad meaning good on there. Listen to them. And if you listen to them anywhere else, if you just listen to them straight from, you know, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to them at, leave a star rating, leave a review. It helps out, helps us out. Gets, gets my name out there, gets everybody involved. That's involved in anything that I do name out there. And you get the extension because once you get, you know, you see Manny, you may want to go over to what it is that he do. And he's going to tell you everything that he does right now. So y'all can go listen to everything that he do. So let him know, Manny. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, as always, man, thank you guys for listening. Uh, sorry it was a little bit of a delay coming back, but we back. And I promise y'all we'll be we'll be dropping that WrestleMania season content for sure um, in the next few weeks or whatever. But, uh, yeah, as far as me, man, y'all know the deal. Twitter, at Demanuel Brown. Instagram, Demanuel Brown. I am the co-host of Any Given Sunday. Um, we are a little bit on a hiatus right now. Got my co-host going through some things. But, you know, out of respect for him, I, I put the show on hiatus until we can get him back full time. Um, it's looking like that's coming to fruition it's coming back so uh you know we'll be back really soon i ain't gonna say when but we'll be back really soon but uh you know until then you know subscribe to past episodes at any given sunday we're available on every platform uh spotify apple google iHeartRadio, everywhere everywhere that you can find podcasts for free on the internet we are there any given sunday 
Um, and of course, we when we are back and in past uh, episodes, we were live streaming on YouTube. So make sure you go subscribe to Any Given Sunday on YouTube, Any Given Sunday podcast on YouTube. Um, hit that like, hit that subscribe, drop us a review on Apple. All those things that all, every podcaster tells you to do is very important. So please, please, please do that. Also follow my work on Dead End Sports. We do a show, Dead End Sports. Uh, it's kind of a barbershop roundtable kind of discussion, me and my homies. Uh, if you if you if any of y'all have ever listened to Dead End Hip Hop, the boys from Dead End Hip Hop also do a sports show called Dead End Sports, and I am a part of it as well. So um, Tuesdays and Thursdays live on YouTube, 930 Eastern time. So join the live stream, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And then if you can't join the live stream, catch the uh, podcast um, instead. And that podcast is available on all pl podcast platforms. And then of course you can follow dead end sports at dead end sports on Twitter at dead end sports on Instagram. Um, MLB bro. I do a lot of baseball work as well. MLBbro.com. We call we cover black and Brown baseball. Unfortunately with the MLB lockout, <laughs> not much is going on, but you can follow our work, my work there and our work as team there. MLB bro, just like it sounds, MLB bro, B R O.com and uh, follow them, uh, follow the site on Twitter at MLB bro.com written out at MLB bro.dot.com written out on Twitter and same thing on Instagram, MLB bro.com. Uh, yeah, man, I'm everywhere. And then of course I host this wonderful show. So yeah, man, that, that, that's it. That, that's the, that's the spiel. I know it's long, but a lot of things going on, man. Trying to be your favorite podcaster in 2022. So yeah, man, you know, definitely follow me um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Manuel Brown, everything, man. He's out here working, ladies and gentlemen. He's working. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, hey, listen, I, I, just, I bought a new house, man. So I'm trying to pay that. I'm trying to pay that mortgage. So hey, you know, I, I need to that. <laughs> anyway, we'll and, be. And, yo, and, and real quick, before um, I know you're gonna close it out, but yeah, man, that, I I, I want to reiterate, man, keep keep subscribing to our show, keep liking our content, keep, you know, we're going to, we're going to drop some more stuff as again, as you know, we're probably going to do an AEW review uh, for revolution. We're going to, uh, you know, I've been, I've been trying to talk to my man Jeff into doing some Twitter spaces. We definitely get that going. Get, that that possibly can happen that night. Yeah. Yeah. If we, I work we, it out we, right. Yeah. Yeah. We could, we could definitely do an AEW revolution. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking for the post pay-per-view shows, we could do a Twitter space instead of doing like a full podcast do a Twitter space. Um, Cause I feel like that that's probably better than just doing a podcast. Cause a million and one shows going to do a podcast, but a Twitter space for AEW revolution, um, I think would be great. And same thing for WrestleMania. We could do a Twitter space for night one, same thing for night, but y'all let us know, let us know, let us know either through Jeff or through me. When you follow us on Twitter, let us know what you want to see. If you want to see a full podcast, those days post shows or um, do a Twitter space. Um, let us know. We, we definitely value your input, man. But but thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for supporting us. Happy New Year, Black History Month, all that good stuff. And uh, thank you for rocking with us, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can get out of here. Let me tell y'all something. Next month, we got a surprise for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But we yeah. got a surprise for y'all. When you hope yes. you'll know it when you hear it, got a surprise for y'all. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we can get out of here. Y'all stay safe. Uh, peace. Peace.